Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Choice Podcast, episode 20. I'm here with the great Ryan Davis. Let me give you a proper introduction because this man has done so much, man. You've you've won, you know, state champion in 2014 or uh, outdoor uh, discus and indoor shot put, two-time AAC weight hammer throwing champion. You set ECU records, man. And congratulations, too, on becoming the TEC Male Athlete of the Month. Ryan Davis, man. How you doing, brother? I appreciate that. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, you know. Um you know, we just got out. I actually just got out of the team meeting. So, you know, pretty good. <laughs> nice day outside today, for sure. That's what's up, man. I'm super proud of you, man. Like, for my peeps that don't know, uh, me and Ryan go way back. I've met him at Palm Forest, which I remember I first met you. I was doing weightlifting. I was coming in from uh, Douglas Bird. But I also right, right, yeah. I did football there and then did football at uh, Western Harnett. And I remember my boy Matias Brown. Shout out to you, Matias, when you see this. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would talk about you. <laughs> and um, that's when I first knew who you was. And then I got to meet you, and you were just super cool, real humble, laid back, man. So thanks for always being, sure. you know, the way you are and agreeing to do this interview. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> So, bro, let's let's start off from uh, growing up. You know, young Ryan. So, what was it like growing up in North Carolina, in Fayetteville, North Carolina? Um, you know, I was, you know, just a regular kid. You know, um, moved around a little bit. Um, my dad was in the military. You know, um, so I did a lot of moving around. But we did a lot of moving around within Fayetteville. You know, it wasn't like all over everywhere. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I started off, um, and I want to. I started. You know, my elementary, I was at uh, West Area Elementary. You know, anybody from Fayetteville, you know, might know where it is. Right off the mark, you know. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. um, Yeah, so I stayed over there. Um, Then I ended up moving towards the Pine Forest area. And um, so from middle school on is when I was kind of in that area. And, um, yeah, no, it was definitely like a a big change from that area to – because, you know, that, that area goes to, you know, like E. Smith, McGirls type stuff, and mm-hmm. Pop Force and, you know, E. Smith are definitely big rivals, so, okay. you know, it was definitely different from, you know, coming from one area to the other, but, um, yeah, um, but no, Pop Force Middle, you know, is where I got my athletic start, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I think I played, I played my, I was just talking about this um, to some of my teammates the other day, I played my first um, football game uh it's like halfway through the season, my seventh grade year. Um, it was the first injury I've ever sustained. It was a, it was the starting kickoff. Um, had a guy hit me in my knee, and it was just, uh, it was all bad from there. Um, never really got it like checked out like that. Like I, I went to somebody. They said it was spring, but um, you know, this one thing led to another. I get to ECU, find out that like I don't have an ACL in my left knee anymore, and like, it was just like a whole crazy situation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy to think that like that started really from seventh grade and you were going along, you playing football, you know, eighth grade playing, you know, football in high school and, you know, doing all the the track indoor and outdoor. That's, that's crazy. Basically doing with no ACL. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, it's funny. So like, I wouldn't even been in track if it wasn't for me just being bad at baseball. 
So like, <laughs> I originally like those, you know, those seasons are like the same season. And um, mm-hmm. so I was originally trying out for the baseball team in seventh grade. Like I was like new to sports, you know, I, I didn't do any rec sports, anything like that. Um, so I was trying out for the baseball team. I figured, you know, I'm pretty athletic. I might make it. And um, I had an awful tryout and like, it was just terrible. And uh, I remember like I was standing out in the outfield and somebody's up the bat and they hit one up in the air and I'm like right up under it. And I call, I call my ball. My boy like just disappears. I'm the only one standing there just getting this ball. And like, so I put my glove up and I'm just waiting on it. Like, I know it's going to hit my glove. <laughs> Hits me right in my chin and uh, I hit the ground and I was like, you know what? This is just, it's just isn't for me. So like I was already having a rough tryout. So I was like, ah, I'll just quit this. And then I went to track after that because I didn't want to be cut. So, like, I was like, ah, I, track is not going to cut me. So, you know, I'll just go to track. And I uh, started throwing because, you know, running just isn't my thing. <laughs> and so um, I decided to just do that. And, yeah, so that's when I went out there the first day or two. And um, we had a guy that was coaching us. And, like, that first – those first couple of days that we actually threw um, – we like he kind of threw one just to like demonstrate or whatever and then i threw one right after him and it beat his distance and so he was like oh like that's kind of like it was kind of like an awkward moment or whatever mm-hmm. but like that next week we never saw him again so like you know it was just weird <laughs> everybody everybody always made the joke saying i ran the coach off <laughs> <laughs> he probably did he's like got this young up-and-coming dude out of middle school tossing farther than me what the hell <laughs> <laughs> So what was what was high school like now that we just covered middle school for you? Um, high school was a little unorthodox. So, um, you know, through the middle school years, I didn't really have anybody to coach me. Um, when I got to high school, um, there was a coach there, but, I mean, he openly admitted to me he doesn't really know how to help me that much. So, um, you know, he was there for, like, my freshman year and then didn't really, you know, do much else after that. Um, you know, I was more – focused on football when I first got there I wasn't really focused on track that much I knew I could be good at track but I didn't you know I wasn't trying to go that path I was you know you know you follow the crowd when, when you're a football player as far as like you know I want to be on the NFL and the NFL and everything like that so Guilty. and um yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so it's just like one of those things um so I just kind of following on that trend or whatever um I think it wasn't until my sophomore year later in my sophomore year that I started seeing like kind of big results. And, um, and you mentioned, uh, Matias earlier, um, <laughs> shout out to him again. Um, oh yeah. you mentioned him. Uh, so when I first got to high school, I was, um, a glide shot putter. So like, you know, the glide technique is very different from the rotational technique. Um, the very first time I ever saw the rotational technique was Matias and like, I saw it and I was like, I'm a little bit bigger than he is. Like he shouldn't be able to throw it further than me. And I was like, well, he's whooping my ass though. So like, I got to do something like, you know, like, <laughs> so I, I was like that for me was like, okay, I need to learn this. So like every meet that I would see him at, I would be taking notes, like just taking notes and trying to figure out how he does what he does. And once I started to learn more about it, I, you know, the YouTube it and everything like this. And, um, started to learn more and more about it and it started becoming more natural became more fun to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i think after that like i mean he didn't he probably didn't even know this but like he's the reason i got more interested in track than wow. football yeah so i'm and i'm like i said i'm sure he doesn't know that but 
Um, he will now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, send, I send him like every episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, for That's sure. Cr- yeah. That, that was actually going to be uh, my next question. I was going to ask who inspired you to, to get on this journey of uh, track, and actually, it's Matias. Wow. Yeah, he inspired yeah. me to stick with uh, football. So he's, you know, Matias, you you did two things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the big big role model in life. <laughs> Definitely, man. Yeah. So for sure, what, what was the most challenging like technique that you had to learn from doing like um, shot put and then the discus throw and then even hammer? Like, what was the most challenging, or did it all just come natural? Uh, oh no, it definitely didn't come natural. um i feel like anything with like technique and as far as throwing goes it's like if it comes natural like you're like truly blessed like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but i think for me the most don't let me wrong all of them were pretty difficult to you know learn initially and Mm -hmm. um i always talk it's like a ongoing conversation with my teammates about um which one is hardest to start and easier to get better in and then you know harder to get better in and then easier to start. And so I always say that um, I believe that shot put is harder to like get better in, but it's easier to start. And then discus is harder to start, but it's easier to get better in Mm -hmm. because it's like smaller adjustments that will make things go further. But uh, with that being said, by far the hardest one to learn was hammer. For sure, <laughs> like without a, without a question, <laughs> without a doubt in my mind, it's it's definitely it was, it's been the hardest one to learn. Um, the amount of time that I've put into hammer versus shot and disc is like it eclipses them easily, both of them <laughs> by itself. So um, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the hardest one. And, and I was doing like research on you, and you know, finding out that even at Leon you know, high school, they didn't even have hammer throw. So really it was just like a whole new world for you stepping into it at ECU. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I really take my hat off to people that like self-taught themselves hammer and are, were pretty good at it because mm-hmm. I like knowing what I know about it now, like I couldn't imagine like how difficult of a journey that must've been. So like for that, that's, I'm very thankful for the coach that I have here at ECU. Awesome. So your senior year in high school, you won the state champion. What was that experience like then? Yeah, um, it's been a while now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was. I, I think um, it, it was. It was nice. Um, I really, you know, by that time, you know, in your career, you kind of get to know a lot of the people that are. It's like a lot of times it's like the same couple people, you know, going to states all the time. And especially like when you're like in those top like five, top 10, whatever people in the mm-hmm. state, you uh, you kind of all got you, you guys kind of all know each other. So it's like you're just competing against friends. So it's like, you know, it gets really fun at that point. Um, I think I think it was my junior year that I won discus. And um, yeah, it just. That was like the only the discus was always has always been my favorite event, mm-hmm. and um, I've only won it once. So <laughs> I've only won it in like a competition like that once. So um, it's always been like I don't know. It's always been like a mental thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think um, just the camaraderie at like a meet like states and my high my senior year of high school. I think that was 
I, I like that aspect of it because you know we all kind of push each other to be better like and even now like um a lot of the guys that i threw against that senior year of high school and at states a lot of them throw you know for different schools now but mm-hmm. we all still kind of keep in contact a little bit as far as like we'll kind of hit each other up about like hey we should go train we haven't done it yet but <laughs> we always <laughs> say we should go train with each other you know it's, it's gonna come you know yeah it'll happen existence. it'll definitely happen it'll definitely happen so when it was time to pick a college, how did you know ECU was the school for you? Man, let me tell you, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's the thing I didn't. So I only had, um, I really only had two schools offer me. Um, even being like the number one in the state, uh, yeah, all my numbers and everything like that. Um, I used to rep UNC Chapel Hill, mm. like every track meet because i really wanted to go there it was like my dream school to go to and like you wouldn't catch me at a meet without my carolina hat on and like my coach here always used to talk about it like he always used to wear that carolina hat like (laughs) and um yeah i was like literally i was you know trying to get them to see me pretty much Mm -hmm. and um they never reached out to me but um nc state reached out to me um my junior year we talked um i went on like an unofficial visit with them and it was nice. Um, I enjoyed the campus. I enjoyed the, you know, the team and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my senior year, he reached back out again. Um, but my senior year is also when ECU had reached out. So prior to them reaching out to me, I had never heard of them. Like my coach kind of hit, wow. hit me up on, um, yeah, <laughs> my coach had hit me up on, I think it was Facebook Messenger. I think he messaged me on. And uh, he was like, hey, like, you know, I'm the coach at ECU, the first coach at ECU. Like, you know, I saw your numbers and everything like that. We'd really like to get you on a visit and everything like that. And I was just like, I didn't even like, when I first saw the message, I was like really sketched out about it because I was thinking like. <laughs> Scams. I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't even know this. I have never even heard of this school. So I, that's when I really started to look up ECU and I, I had no clue about anything related to ECU. But I did have a lot of um, a lot of my friends and stuff that were at uh, Pond Forest were going to ECU. So I was like, oh, like, let me you know look more into them. Mm-hmm. And um, so when it came down to like picking the school, so like my my visit, my senior year, I had a visit. Uh, I had two visits back to back. So it was NC State like on a Saturday and then ECU on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I normally like a visit East State like the weekend or whatever, but my dad was really big on like not missing school. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to get it all in in the weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, so I go, I go there, I go to East uh, State and mind you, I'd already been there one time. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of knew what to expect. Um, we had a thrower at Pond Forest that had went to state. So, you know, I would talk to her a lot. Uh, Lauren Evans, shout out to her. Um, she, um, so I would talk to her a lot about like how the school is and everything like that. Um, she really wanted me to come. So I was like, okay, like, you know, I, you know, I'll look into it, whatever. Um, I ended up going to ECU the next day and I fell in love with the campus. Like the coaches were super cool. Like I thought it was really cool that the head coach um, kind of went on the visit, the tour and everything like that with us. Oh, wow. um, it was so much. Yeah, it was like more, more personal, like felt more like a family environment. And like, I'm a big family guy. So like, you know, that just like really, you know, they gave them a lot of brownie points with me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, when it came down to it, it was, I hate to say it like this, because I mean, I definitely like, you know, <laughs> I enjoy the school and I like, you know, I have nothing against state, but it, it came down like it was, 
it came down to two things. It was a money thing and it was a, um, it was a, like just the environment and ambiance thing. Cause, mm-hmm. um, even when I, when I met the head coach at NC state, I like, I don't know. I didn't really, the vibe was just kind of off to me. Like I didn't seem didn't like somewhere where I, right? exactly, exactly. I didn't feel that at all. And like, you know, like I said before, like being at ECU, like the head coach went on the visit with us, but I only saw the state coach maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, something like that. Like, you know, so it was just, it was just off-putting, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it really boiled down to. And um, so we had, we had a talk with the coaches or whatever. And uh, when I talked with coach, coach Price is my coach here. Mm-hmm. I talked with him and um, he kind of gave me like a little tip. Like, oh, like I was, I was like asking him a question at the, during the visit. And um, I was like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm having trouble doing this or whatever. And like, I can't figure it out. He gave me like one little tip about like, oh, if your ankle did this, like, like your heel did this, then like you might be able to get in a better position to do this. Blah blah blah. blah. We we're just kind of talking about it, and like I implemented that. Like as soon as I got back home, like mind you, I don't have a coach back home, so like you know, this yeah. information was like mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't see how that would even work. You know what I mean? Like I don't see how it gets that technical. Mm-hmm. But um, sure enough, I figured it out, and that that year, like I PR'd big like you know it was like my first 60 throws and like all this other 60 foot throws and everything like that so i was just like wow like i was like this guy really knows what he's talking about you know so yeah um that was another thing exactly exactly and that was another thing that really drew drew me in because um i also like his coaching style you know um i like the way he um he kind of works with me almost as if um like i'm still doing like the learning it on my own but like he helps me to learn my own style rather than I feel like there's a lot of coaches out there right now that like kind of teach you D style rather than your style. You know what amen, I mean? Amen. Amen to yeah. that. That's on every so, level. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind of in everything. You know, uh-huh. so I think, I think um, I, I really appreciate that in him and we work really well together. So I think, I, I think my relationship with the coach is what really was, you know, a big factor in that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you touched on, you know, you, earlier about your ACL and uh, when I was doing research on you, like um, the ECU page, they brought it up. It was in your left knee. When you found right. out that you didn't have any, like your ACL was gone. Did you ever think like, man, this, this may be over. Or did you think like, oh man, I'm gonna have to just recover and have a cra- like a crazy killer comeback. Well, no, um, I always, you know, till up until I got to ECU, I had no clue about it. Mm-hmm. I thought it just healed itself up and, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways type of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I was just like, um, I didn't really, I didn't think anything of it. Um, I actually have like, there's like a muscle on the back of my knee where it like, oh, wow. is like grown to like, you know, compensate, I guess, for that, not having that. And um, it's like, really large so <laughs> like the size of like a golf ball oh, like wow. on the back of my knee and um so it, i mean it i think it just fixed itself you know and um when i was talking with the doctors they were saying well it's like a law of thirds type of thing like a third don't need it a third like absolutely need it and then there's a third that like you can go without it until a certain point you know eventually it'll start to give you problems mm. and um you know he said, obviously, you won't know which half, which um, which side you're in as far as not needing it or needing it later on in life. 
mm-hmm. until later on in life. So, um, you know, as I, as I get older, I'm starting to realize, I think I'm in that, that I'm going to need it later. On. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting a little old, so it's starting to, it's definitely starting to wear in, you know. I was going to ask, did the, did you have to do any like recovery process or physical, physical therapy or anything like that? Or they just said, um, just let it be how it is. They, so I, the way I explained it to them, I was like, well, I mean, cause they were going to, um, they were going to like sit me or they were going to like red, medically redshirt me. He was saying like, it was an option to like just medically redshirt me until I get it fixed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, well, I mean, I've been, you know, training on it, uh, like foot, playing football on it and, weightlifting and all this other stuff up until this point so i mean i think if it was gonna really give out on me it would have probably given out already you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i mean i wasn't i wasn't i was a pretty strong guy in high school so i mean like to be so, squatting and like you know yeah. lifting as much as i was <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I think I, yeah <laughs> for sure but i think you know i think it um it just worked itself out because um because they really they were really kind of adamant about um um, doing that and doing that process and like, you know, the whole physical therapy thing through like after the surgery and everything like that. But I was like, I don't really think I need it. And he was saying, if you don't think, if you don't feel that you need it, then we won't, you know, we won't go through with, it. we'll just clear you and you'll be good to go. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I don't think I needed it. And I would wear when I first, when I first sprained it, um, probably all the way up until my sophomore or junior year of high school, I would wear, I wore a knee brace every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started, I would wear these knee braces so long that they started to wear out. And then like, I would still be wearing them when they were worn out until I got a new one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I've been wearing them worn out and they're not really doing anything for when they're worn out. So like, maybe I don't need it anymore. And let's just stop wearing them. So that's where, it, you know, I guess it kind of just, it was a mental thing at a point. You know what I mean? Amen. That's a, that's a true blessing that you, you know, you're able to really not miss a beat and, you know, just continue to kill it like you're doing, man. As a man. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of prayer <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah so you had a really strong uh 27 18 season but then i noticed on the website it said that you, know, you redshirted your 18 and 19 season how come right so um actually we i didn't know i was gonna i wasn't planning on doing that when i first got here uh, when so my junior year was a really good year is the 20 17 2018 season mm-hmm. and uh it was a really good year for me and um i was like really close to breaking some records and everything like that so my coaches kind of just pulled me to the side one day and were like hey like um we were thinking about registering you um just kind of give you an extra year to train and you know get better and do what you got to do so i was like okay um yeah they were asking me what i think about it like if it was something i was interested in and i was like you know we had never really talked about it before it was just all of a sudden one day and um i was like well Sure, it's something I'd be interested in, you know. Um, I do have aspirations of going further in track, so I figured, you know, that would probably be one of the best ways to go about it, you know, staying here, getting some good training in and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I, it was really, like, kind of a, um, like, out of left field for me, you know. <laughs> but um, I, after hearing the opportunity, I was like, well, yeah, like, that, that seems like something I really need. Um, a lot of me and my my roommate, he was one of my teammates at the time. Um, we always would talk about, he was also a thrower. We would always talk about, um, like if we had an extra year or if we had this or if we had that and like, mm-hmm. or just like a little more time or whatever, we could be really, really great. And, uh, I think I was just, you know, I was just blessed to actually get that extra time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen on that, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so because of COVID-19, the 2020 season had to be canceled. And, you know, COVID has been crazy for everyone. How was you right. able to deal with COVID besides, you know, of course, your season had to get uh, postponed, basically? So, um, you know, when the whole COVID thing happened, uh, as far as the NCAA goes, I was at the NCAA championships for indoor that year. We were in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we flew in and um, we were there for like two a day, probably like, you know, like we flew in that day, one day and then we like stayed the night and then we went to the practice day the next day. And that next day they canceled the meet after the practice day and like said, everybody's going home, whatever. Um, it was like really a devastating blow because um, I had been going through a really bad funk right before this uh, this meet, and um, I really was unsure how it was gonna go. Like I felt like I was in a mind state of like, oh, I'll probably like at the meet, I'll probably choke, and like it just won't, you know, I'll do really bad. But like personally, I felt like I could have done, you know, like top three, you know, performance wise because I was feeling. I wanted, I know how I was feeling when I was feeling good during the season. So it was like, oh, I can really do something good if I just hang in there and like, you know, stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through this funk. And um, when I got there for the practice day, I got, to, I got, you know, they had some time in and practice and everything. And it was the absolute best practice of my life. Like everything was firing on all cylinders. I was like, every, probably every throw I took was probably a PR. And it was just like, wow, like this is going to be my meat. And then, Next thing you know, they're like, well, they're over the intercom. We've canceled this meet. So, you know, everybody, you know, do what you got to do and go head back. And yeah, so it was, it was really, it was really upsetting that at that point. But, um, you know, you take, you know, life, life is life. So you just, you take the blows and you roll with it. And so, um, me and my coach kind of, you know, took a, took a little time off. And, um, when we got back to the, when we got back to ECU, uh, we decided we'd keep training a little bit, and um, we um, we would train as much as they, we were allowed to, because you know they started to make regular rules and regulations on um, coach athlete contact and coach athlete like you know being out in the at the facilities together and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just trying to limit you know exposure to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the days that we were there, we decided to make like an improvised hammer, and um, you know you can kind of throw a disc anywhere, but um, we made an improvised hammer where I could throw it anywhere instead of like that way I wouldn't put holes in anywhere I went to throw. <laughs> and so, um, so um, I would use that and um, it was a really good learning experience for me. Uh, I did, I wasn't expecting it to be the way it was, but it definitely taught me a lot of things like working with that hammer. So like, even now I still incorporate it into my training. And um, so I, I, I found a, we couldn't, they closed the facilities down. So I found a, um, of throwing in the back of a church like it was like a big church facility mm-hmm. and um i just found some some grout some asphalt that was in the back and uh i just throwing onto the grass that they had and um no it was, it was really good training it was on my own you know i just would send my coach videos and stuff like that you critique it and then we talk like that um there was a, some, there was some point in time where they were saying that we couldn't like even communicate with them. that's that was weird but um so we just kind of, you know, kept in contact as much as we could and, you know, just take it in stride pretty much. Just took, We just really tried to take it in stride and just keep it moving forward, you know, because we both know that, like, it won't last forever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we just got to make the best of it. Amen. 
And, you know, your coach always speaks really high, uh, highly of you. And then like a lot of the interviews I've uh, read online and stuff, let's coach uh, David Price. Uh, yeah. What was it like really being under him? I know you touched on a little bit more like recruiting you kind of like in high school, but what's it like being with him and what's the most important thing he's taught you so far? Man, he's a, he's like the definition of a great coach. I mean, in my opinion, um, he's a, uh, He's very, I feel like other coaches might call him unorthodox. You know, he doesn't, you know, kind of fly that straight line that everybody else flies. He's, um, mm-hmm. he uh, allows you a lot more like flexibility and like how you like gather information and how you, uh, how he presents it to you. So he's a very like, um, he's very creative and imaginative. So like, um, that was a big thing with me in high school when I was like learning on my own, I would always be like, Oh, like this, you can do this as a drill or do this as a drill and like it will help this or help that. And like I'd always be like kind of making up stuff and everything like that. And um mm-hmm. he's the same way, but with more resources. So like I mean, I can't tell you how many like over the time I've been here, I can't tell you how many like odd contraptions I've been in just trying to learn like different positions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um they all help, you know, they all help. Like, you know, some obviously, you know, if you make a hundred ideas, all of them won't be the best idea ever but you know um we had you know a couple sitbacks on stuff and like but for the most part he's just like a really creative guy and he's like he helps out a lot as far as um, building your style and everything like that um as far as our relationship goes i mean he's like almost like a second dad you know like he's like he's just a really cool guy to be around you know um yeah he's he's um He's a good dude. <laughs> He's a really good dude. Um, That's awesome, yeah. man. Those, those are the type of coaches that are going to be in your life beyond, you know, like school. And yeah, stuff. for sure. For it's sure. Like, He's definitely getting an invite to the wedding and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. That's like when my, um, my old coach, Coach Stone, when I played for Matt Bird, and he was my first guest, like, I mean, on the People's Choice podcast. And he believed right. in me back when I was just a big chubby kid trying to learn new you know something new to now even experience in in this podcast world so like when we're right. still close so i think exactly that's how coach price is definitely like you say he's going to be in the wedding and beyond and beyond man <laughs> yeah for <laughs> shout sure out to coach for price sure. for that for being that yeah. model for you big shout out to him yeah <laughs> yeah so, for sure so i was looking up um for your 2017-18 season at the bill carson invitation and it said you broke the meat record with uh both hammer toss and this uh throw is at 67.42 meters and then at 56.95 meters what was yeah, that was, like when you've heard you broke the record so that was this year so um oh this year uh, <laughs> yeah no you're fine you're fine um i was um I was gunning for these records for so long. Uh, I was I kept talking to uh, one of my teammates all week. I was like, um, really, like all season, I was like really bent on being able to like take those records because um, I think the discus record was held by someone at ECU, but the hammer record was no. I think both of the both of those records were hold, held by somebody other than like somebody from ECU, mm-hmm. and um, um, I was so like I was the only like like. I guess you could say like I was the only hammer thrower that could throw more than 60 meters at this meet. And I was the only disc thrower that had thrown more than what the record was. So like, I was like, I know I have a good chance of breaking both of these records. Um, 
for whatever reason at ECU, like the way the track is and like the way the wind hits the track and everything like that, it makes it really hard to throw discus. It makes it really hard to throw hammer sometimes because like it'll, the wind kind of blows it down. So it's like, it's harder to throw at ECU and the weekend of our home meet is always, the weather's always funny. Like every time it's, it's never failed. So, um, so, you know, it was, this year was no different. Uh, it was a little cold. It was pretty early in the morning. Um, which is another hard thing to do throwing early in the morning. It's always, it's always really tough. It's like a really, it's like a real shock to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I was like going into the meet thinking these are the marks I'm trying to beat. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about winning it. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. I want to beat these records. Like that's what I wanted. And I, there was my, my mentality going into it was like, defending the house you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like i'm in a, fo- a home football game or something like that and that's what i was that's where my mentality was lying on that because um i think the previous record meet the faci- previous facility record and hammer was i think 65 something like that mm-hmm. um meters and then the previous disc record might have been like 52 or 54 meters something somewhere in that range mm-hmm. but um I was just like, yeah, I know I can get those. Like, I know I can. So it was just a matter of, like, making sure it lined up on the right day, you know. And um, we mentioned my redshirt year earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout my redshirt year, I competed a couple times. And um, a lot of things I learned from that was, um, well, the biggest thing I learned from those that redshirt year was that I learned how to compete. And so, um, I, you know, I've competed in, like, hundreds of meets prior mm-hmm. to this red shirt year but that year I really like it was my first year not being with a team when I would compete so it was like Mm -hmm. you just focus on you and you do what you need to do to be good to be you know to do what you to do what you came to do you know pretty much Mm -hmm. and um so I think carrying that mindset into like these meets it was really it made it a lot easier to um made it a lot easier to be able to like focus in and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I got to get it done. So I'm not, uh, I used to always really focus on like, oh, I really want to throw this distance. I really want to throw this distance. But um, the way I started to learn was I really want to do this with my technique and it'll make me throw that far. Instead of thinking of it in terms of distance, think about it in terms of what I'm doing, you know? And uh, that's really how, that kind of came about you know i um it's more about of a it's more about a focus thing on what i what i've been practicing rather than a focus on like i know i can hit this distance so i'm just gonna hit this distance you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing i'm proud of you that you was able to really have that mindset of like i i believe it like i know i could do this i can know and then go out there and do it like that is amazing right right yeah i appreciate that i appreciate that (laughs) Okay. you're an extremely hard worker and very talented athlete but what do you do in your free time or like do you have any hobbies that you do hidden talents um i mean so i'm you know <laughs> currently on a journey to um learn 10 instruments by the time i'm 30 Ten. um Ooh. yeah so um when i decided that i was going to embark on this journey i was um i already knew how to play like I knew how to play efficiently two instruments, uh, just the piano and the drums. And, um, you know, I post piano videos all the time and stuff like that. I like rarely post a, a video of me playing the drums. 
um, since uh, embarking on this journey, I've started to play. I've learned a little bit of the guitar. Um, I've learned a bit. I've learned a, a lot of the bass, uh, bass guitar. Um, I took a class where I learned to play the ukulele. Um, my older brother had a saxophone, and uh, I was just like, "Oh, let me try that out." And you know, I <laughs> I started to pick that up, and I think like three days in, I posted a video, and it was like really good. I was like, "Wow!" Like you know, so I had to post about it. It's like, "Oh, like this is only three days in," you know, kind of brag about it a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, music is a lot of my free time. You know, um, music and schoolwork. You know, what I prefer to do with my time is obviously music <laughs> over schoolwork. But um, yeah, um, that's a lot of my time. I used to spend a lot of time in the music building on campus. Um, a lot of time in the music building. I mean, I'd be there, like, at the end of my day, I'd get done at, like, eight or nine or whatever, and I'd go to the music building and, like, sit there, and like, I'd be there until, like, almost one in the morning, like, just playing or doing whatever. And, yeah, it's, I love music. That's, like, my – that's my thing. <laughs> um, I know when I get married, who I'm calling to play at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up, man. Call me up. <laughs> so – what's what's your diet and like workout routine for like up and coming you know people that want to be like ryan davis uh, man you know i i um i have a super super crazy metabolism so like for the longest time my diet was like terrible but like i didn't think of it as terrible because i mean i maintained my same figure i didn't from from the time I was a sophomore in high school up until my junior year of college, I didn't gain a pound. I was wow. 210 pounds the whole time. And um, then I think my my junior year is where I started. To, I was, I think, around like 215-ish. And that was like a big deal for me because like I hadn't gained weight in so long. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, like I was like really hype about it. Um, uh, I started to get more into like, you know, home-cooked meals i moved off campus so you know you gotta you gotta do a little bit different you know so um yeah. <laughs> can't be eating out every day and stuff like that so um i started to cook more um started learn i had to learn how to cook so i had to you know i started off with like the basic burgers you know and figured that out and then i went to um started making a lot of chicken for myself and stuff like that uh, went like chicken and rice and like things like that um now i kind of like i don't cook regularly anymore but like mm -hmm. i still i do cook and i think just those like really just cook meals. I don't have any like specific diet plan or anything like that. I just, just cook foods, you know, instead of like the eating out and stuff like that. Um, as far as like weight room goes, uh, it's, um, I don't even know how to explain the workouts. I'm not really like well-versed in like all that type of stuff, mm -hmm. but, um, I just know how I feel when I'm doing it. But, um, currently right now it's like, it's really killing me, but, <laughs> but, um, um, you know, workout plans in the in the past, like it's always just been like you know a lot centered around like building power and building like you know that explosiveness rather than like just building strength. Because our co like Coach Price will always talk about how um, throwers don't lift to be strong as they can be; they lift to build bigger muscles. So in throwing, you're not necessarily trying to be as strong as you can to throw it as far as you can. You're trying to have a big enough muscle and put stretch that muscle mm -hmm. and then snap it back. You know, that is a way faster and way stronger reaction than just you trying to push it, you know, as hard as you can. And so, um, yeah. that's where, that's where we, um, 
that's where a lot of our weight training is like kind of based in just like you know just building like mass pretty much that's awesome man and that's i'm glad you touched on that because to the outside eye they will probably think like man i gotta lift i gotta get super strong so i could toss this stuff but you're like you know basically work on that explosiveness that's that's amazing yeah oh yeah i mean you could be you could be like i mean not have like great numbers in the weight room but as long as you have that like explosiveness you could do pretty well in throwing you know like there's not i know a lot of people that like aren't super super strong but like they could they could throw well because they're you know they just have that explosiveness about them and that's not to say that they can't become stronger but it's just to say that like the explosiveness helps more than that just brute strength does i mean we see a lot of times we used to have some like football players and stuff like that come out and like throw shot put and um not like trying out for the team or anything they were just kind of like you know we had one guy that like stayed on and like he went to a couple meets and everything but um they wouldn't like there would be like massive guys like i mean like six seven like 300 something pounds like big dudes and um they would throw the shot and like i mean here i am at the time i was like six two like 210 roughly like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and could kill it way better than they could you know so it's it's more about like it's more about that like how you move and like how explosive you can be rather than just brute strength. Awesome. Well, you was on record saying that you want to compete in the Olympics. What do you think it's going to take to yeah. get to the Olympics and to win it all? Oh, to win it all, man. <laughs> uh, it's, that, that would be tough. Um, I think right now, so like, you know, my, my long-term goal is to compete in the Olympics and be competitive. At my current stage, there's no way I could compete in the Olympics and be competitive. There's, I mean, I could go to like the trials and be semi-competitive, but you know, it's it's a longer process than that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like, so like, let me just give you my like my next couple months plan right now. So like, currently, you know, we have our conference meet coming up, which is like, you know it'd be like equivalent of a state meet for high school. So it's like a pretty big deal. Um, so we have our conference meet coming up. After that, we'll have regionals. After regionals, we'll have nationals. After nationals, we'll have the USA Olympic trials, whatever, whatever. And um, so that is like pretty much my goal right now. I want to be able to qualify for the trials and I want to be able to be competitive, as competitive as I can be at the trials. Um, there's a lot of guys. I mean, my PR right now is about, is like 69 meters there's a lot of guys that are like over 75 meters um so i mean i know i could be competitive i know like for me my confidence and my ability i could i think my i don't want to i don't even want to say a max number but like you know i think right now like my experience level will probably get me to about 72 to 73 something like that meters that's you know if God will, wills it, you know what I mean? So it's not, you know, I'm just, you know, doing what I can do, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, so, um, you know, if I could get that, that would be awesome. Like, that's kind of what my goal is right now, just to be able to get to that level and then kind of see how it feels. And then hopefully the next time it comes around, I'll be ready. Like, you know, it's a, it's funny. So, like, I reach out to some of these, like, professional uh, hammer throwers and stuff like that. 
and like I'll ask them like you know like what do you like how do you do this or like how do you think about this or like what do you think about this or stuff like that and they um some of them will tell me like is it's not something that they think about it's something that they've just done it over and over and over and over and now they it's like second nature of how they feel with the hammer or how they feel with this or how they feel with that and this is something that you can't really explain to somebody they just have to experience it for themselves and so um that's like that's what that's the advice that they give me and i'm just like well thanks but you know i wanted i wanted the secret i wanted the secret to the game but you know that that is the only secret it's just time um hammer throw is a very rhythmic event so um you can't just you're not just gonna power throw a hammer you know and like it go crazy far i mean there's people that can throw a hammer far off based off their strength and like you know not so great technique but as far as like becoming like that level like olympic trials and all that type of stuff level you don't really see it often where like somebody has like this awful like god awful technique and they can't you know what i mean and like they're like competing with these like people you know what i mean it just mm-hmm. doesn't happen and um so it's it's really just about um right now for me the goal is to get these technique get this technique down as good as possible in the next couple months go to the trials and see how i do you know like or that's that's the goal to get to the trials and see how i can do and like kind of get my feet wet a little bit you know um i've never been to the ncaa championship that's a that's another thing that i'm kind of like you know i'm not overlooking it but i'm you know being i guess like you could say slightly overconfident about like oh like i'll definitely make it you know but it's not you know there's no guarantees but you know um I definitely, it's like the roadmap of how I want it to play out pretty much. Amen. And I believe in you 100%, man. I I know you're going to kill it, man. Definitely. I appreciate that. (laughs) And I can't wait to see your name, you know, on the bottom of that screen when I'm saying, you know, Olympics, (laughs) because I know you're going to make it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I got faith in you. So one thing I love to do here at the People's Choice Podcast, and you're a very positive person, just like me, very humble and stuff, and I always like to keep it like that. So right, what right. is one of your favorite like quotes that or sayings that's been instilled in your head or that you lean on during the good times or bad times? Oh man. The first one that came to mind when you said when you asked that is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm, <laughs> that's that's yes. the one right there for me. Um I, I'm like a firm believer in hard work and like, you know, I feel like people tell me a lot of times like, oh, like you're so gifted, like you do this, you do that. But they, I feel like, you know, I appreciate the the gestures of that, but, you know, nobody sees the work that goes in behind closed doors, you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like time spent, like watching, watching films of other people, watching films of myself, watching like all these types of films and stuff like that, like these analytical videos and then like, going out like i think a lot i was um just this past um this past semester uh the fall during the fall i was up in new york um training um and i was doing it was like it'd be like freezing cold out like you know i'm sitting here trying to get it in um the summer before that it would be like 90 degrees blazing hot outside and i'm still out there trying to get it in you know like heat of the day and um yeah i think it's it's just relentless work is what you know people see but on the outside looking in it just looks like oh that's just like really 
great talent, you know, but mm -hmm. it's, it's relentless work <laughs> for sure. And like, you know, I can't like, you know, there are, you know, um, blessings in there too, as far as like, you know, talent goes, but, um, you know, your talent will only get you so far, you know, like Amen. you say, we talk, we're talking about levels like the Olympics and, you know, things like that. Like everybody's talented at the Olympics. It's about who works harder, you know, who works, who works better at this and who, you know, is putting the work in to be at the top. Amen. Amen on that. Well, um, so we're about to wrap up pretty uh, soon here, Ryan. Thank you for yeah. being a part of the show. Yeah. Uh, where can all my uh, peeps, and that's why I call my audience, my peeps, where can they find you or anyone you want to shout out? Um, You know, I like to shout out everybody if I can, but, you know, <laughs> you know, I can't. Um, you know, I'll just say, I'll say this, shout out to, you know, everybody at PF, you know, Pine Forest, uh, you know, love all my family from back there. I uh, love all my family, you know, my blood family, you know, shout out all of them. Shout out Coach Price, because, you know, we talked about him a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out all my ECU team, um, you know, uh, I'd shout out everybody if I could, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm big on that. Um you know, one person gets it, we all going, we all going to eat, you know, so I, Definitely. you know, I love to, I love to. I love to recognize everybody else too, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, uh, that's about it. You know, um, I guess any encouraging words, just keep working hard, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that's my that's my motto on you know, everything. Like, you know, just work hard. You know, you get there if you work hard. You know, definitely for sure. And where could uh, my peeps follow you? Like all my new, where your new audience uh, um, gonna see this. So, um, you know, I got Instagram. Instagram is rye underscore Davis, R-Y underscore Davis, 4-3. And um, yeah, that's about it. I don't have I don't have Twitter. Um, I don't want to say my Snapchat name because it's, I made it when I was like 13, 14. So, like, I don't <laughs> <use>. <laughs> hey, so, you know. If, if you knew my first Snapchat name, you would just shake your head. So, I understand you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figured I got a bunch of friends on it now. So, I didn't want to change it up. So, I was like, ah. It's just gonna have to stay that, but like I hope they make a feature where I can change it because um, yeah, it's pretty bad. But um, yeah, no. So Instagram is really where I'm at. Um, I would say Facebook, but you know, looking Ryan Davis up on Facebook, it's gonna be hard. So it's like you know, you just gotta find a picture of me. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty common name. So, but yeah, that's where I'm at. It's Facebook and Instagram, like old people. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for being a part of the show, man. Good luck for the remainder of the season and beyond. I appreciate that. You know, I can't wait to see you win more champions and set more records, brother. Sure. I appreciate you for having me anytime. Um, just hit me up if we ever, you know, you ever want to talk about it again, you know, I'm down to talk with the peeps anytime. <laughs> oh, most definitely. You definitely want I'm going to hit up again, especially when you win that uh, championship, you know, and then when. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You take care, brother. All right, same to you. Later. All right, bye.